0: Welcome to Clydesdale Media. Fueled by C4, sell core and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off a checkout at c4energy.com. The 2023 season series with some amazing athletes. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. To the Clydesdale media presents the athletes of the 2023 CrossFit game season. We are so pumped to have with us today, the one and only Matt Poulin. Matt, what's going on?
1: <clears throat> Not much, Scott. How are you doing? I know you've been grinding away with uh, all these interviews and podcasts. Can't imagine all the work that goes into that.
0: Yeah, it's, it can be a lot, especially this week. I've been fighting on and off the flu. Mm. Um and so uh, this morning I felt good, did a workout in the garage, did Cindy today with some snatch work, and yeah. then all of a sudden my head failed again.
1: It's I feel like it's, it's like working out when you're sick. So it's like a hit or a miss. Sometimes like, you know, you do it and you get done with it and you're like, oh, I feel great or like I just feel better than what I was. And then sometimes you go in, you do it and you're like, I feel absolutely worse. It's kind of It's kind of a coin toss, I feel like. I remember a few years ago. So 2020 when COVID hit, I think we got it around Christmas time. But for me, I was pretty fortunate enough where COVID didn't affect me too much. It kind of just felt like really bad allergies. And so, right. I'll take the week off from work. That's nice. But I was also like, I can't take a week off from not training or working out. I got to do something. And so like, I would go, my mom lived around the corner and she, we didn't have a garage at the time. She had a garage. So I just kind of would put, what little equipment I had barbell or whatnot in there, some weights, but, uh, yeah, during the, I think every single time i had COVID, I just kind of went to my mom's garage and still worked out. was pretty lucky enough while Abigail was also sick, but she was, uh, bedridden. She was always kind of upset that I was still able to kind of, I think I worked on the hat. One time I got it. I just worked on my house all week, just outside, like just kind of, it's like, yeah, I'll take the vacation from work. So, Yeah. I, uh,
0: I worked out earlier this week. It was horrible. Um, and then it was, I, there's no way to do it on Wednesday. And then today's the first time I felt like my strength coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm over it. And then bam slapped in the face this afternoon. Maybe it's just like everything opened up while I was working out. And now it's just kind of like closing up again. And I just got to get it kind of out of my system, but
1: yeah, maybe, but not
0: enough about me. (laughs) <laughs> Enough about me. Before we went live, you were telling me why vests are better than coats.
1: Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll slash back in on that. So what I've come to find from my my findings this past winter have been like I said, if you're on audio you can't see, but if you have video of this, you could see what I'm rocking. But I found that an insulated vest without anything underneath is been at least my way to go as of late um and i explained why and this because is
0: this is like to the grocery store to target whatever you need to do
1: yeah like not very often do i go out out right usually when i go out it's or like out of the house every day it's just to the gym and then back home but you know sometimes yeah when you got to go to target or grocery store it's like you know i don't i'm not going to put too much thought into what i'm wearing but i found the Thing that allows me to stay pretty warm outside and then not too hot as well inside is just a vest with nothing underneath. Because problem with with say an insulated just jacket or coat is it's not very breathable at times, and so you know you start getting a little sweaty, little muggy underneath, kind of the armpits, and you know you just start having to do little shakes here and there to get some flow. And I've just found like you know the most important thing of being cold don't and obviously survivalist different type of scenario if we get there but for leisure purposes is like i just need my core warm i just need my 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 yeah my main body part warm and if i can have my arms kind of you know room temp or just a little bit um just flowy able to breathe then i found that that's worked well the best for me um and, you know, you and, get some looks. And when you've you got looks, the 26-inch like, the
0: pythons, they can't <laughs> it be caged, man. It doesn't help, I guess, or gotta, it doesn't hurt. You know. It
1: doesn't hurt at times. Um, so, and like I said, too, I think with with age, with, uh, with aging, like fine wine, is the ability to not really care what other people think anymore. So, you know, <clears throat> maybe this is high school days. Probably a little more insecure about this and won't do it, but you know what? I don't... As long as I feel comfortable and I like how it looks, that's all that matters.
0: Well, our uh, listener, Kenneth says, you, best. Best oh.
1: Oh, you have to inform me a little bit yeah. on. You on. Don't know who I'm, on right. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you I'm not the top of my, my head.
0: Disney movie. From which movie? Beauty and the Beast.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. I never, I yeah. know obviously the Disney movie. It you know, growing up, that probably wasn't my bread and butter. I was more of like the Hercules. 101 Dalmatians was one of my favorites. I actually watched that a few months ago just for the nostalgia of it. I'm like, oh, I miss this. Missed when you didn't have any responsibilities. I think that's the great thing yeah. about Disney. Disney Plus, why does like it's that time where you can just kind of, you know, sit on the couch or wherever you're at. And then for that brief hour, hour and a half, you kind of just fade away from the world and you can kind of just, sit back into your childhood and just kind of not feel the pressures or the stress of the world and you just get to kind of go back in your little happy time capsule.
0: Well, you will have to google Gaston. He I will. Is uh is he, he the bad guy? He's,
1: he's not he's is the he bad, bad guy. guy. Okay, well I know yeah. who he is, yeah. Like I just I don't think I've actually watched Beauty and the Beast from like start to finish.
0: Yeah, Well, he has a he has a brown vest and he pulls his hair back into a ponytail.
1: And okay. so, yeah, you've
0: got, you've got the look going on, man.
1: It's finally here. Starting to finally get to where I can put it in a bun. Still probably got a good month where I feel confident with it. We're enough. I still got some stragglers here and there, but, um, is pretty soon I'll be cleaning it up kind of probably taper in the sides and the back. So that's nice and clean cut, like semi businessy, even though not at all, you can't still wear a bun in business, but, well you gotta, uh, you gotta be streamlined
0: as possible. Streamlined as possible for semis, right?
1: <clears throat> yeah, we might like I said, I got a few options when it comes to look wise breaking out this year. I think uh so until I was able to get in a bun, I could just do pigtails. And so I'm like, I'll rock pigtails. Once again, I don't really care too much. And so one of my uh gym owners, Zach, he kind of came up with the with the little coin phrase, or you want to call it, call them the power piggies. And I'm like, boom, there's our market. There's a marketing strategy there. I'm just get a shirt. Uh, my brother in law, he's kind of well, he's a med school, which he's kind of a wizard in all things, but he's med school, but he also does a lot of um, uh, he gets paid to do murals, uh, like very artistic and all that as well, but also does graphic design. And so, whenever I got an idea of a design, I just go to him, like, hey man, what about if you think about this? And then he'll come back with something really cool. So, I think it's something with we can go power piggies. Uh, I think that'll. That'd be pretty cool. That could uh. Got to be numb. careful, man.
0: Got to be careful. Colton Mertens, he's probably has trademarks on some oh, stuff. Oh, I
1: didn't think of so that. So
0: you gotta, you gotta,
1: True. gotta, gotta uh, ride reach that out. fine line. I'll reach out. With <laughs> it's like, is this uh, is this encroaching on your patent at all, or your any copyrights you have? I didn't think of that. <clears throat> but uh, you know, just a few options we can go with. You know, you gotta. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think I just enjoy it just because it's kind of a, it's a fun time to kind of just express, I don't know, different parts yourself, just however it is just kind of go in. And in the end, I don't care what to look like when I'm competing, but I don't know if I can just have fun with it going in and then, uh, obviously have fun with it. when you're on the floor and ideally crushing everybody, then, uh, I don't know. That's, it's all about, so just cool ways to, so let's, So let's talk
0: about the floor now that we've, we've solved all (laughs) these issues. Absolutely. Um, You just, you just finished up quarterfinals. Yes. The leaderboard has been fluid to say the least um, over the past several days, as I think barbell spin is reporting over 3000 scoring adjustments have been made since Sunday. Really? And, um, but it doesn't look like you have moved much.
1: I, that time. Um, I don't know if it's too late, but all my, but everything I've had has gotten validated. So I don't think they can go back and really change it. But luckily for me, uh, first time since quarterfinal start is I did not get any penalties this year. So that was cool. Um, I guess I know it's nice to get it done right the first time and not have to, I don't know, be fall victim to just penalties cause they're just not fun. Cause it's, it's like, obviously it's out of your, well in the time it's in your control to maybe do the movement properly or how they need to the standards. But it, when it's done and then you just see them kind of changing the score, however they see kind of fit, then it, it sucks a little bit cause it's out of your control. Like last year on the pistol workout where like I was screaming through that one. Like I was very proud of my performance on the GHD pistol muscle up one. And uh, and then i gotta banged pretty good on my ma- on a penalty with my pistols which was a hidden depth i don't know but was or well i know i felt like i was but um you know it's always that like that's the one movement right everyone's like ah, it's hard to judge on a camera because you can't even see the other side and um so anyways happy that um all scores went in all scores came back the same um so that that's a plus and happy there and two of them. I was waiting on three and four. Those were the ones that were t- for me took the longest. And I think they didn't, they didn't come validated to middle, What's today? Friday. So I think it was Wednesday. Um, so it was that's, a good handful. That's of early, days. Man. You really felt, I was like, I, I'm waiting for him. And even though it's, you know, most likely even with penalties, you're still fine, but it's still like, I, I don't want to drop some heats now. Like, cause of a, little penalty. I don't wanna I gotta stay at the top so I can like I said what I learned from last year is I don't want to be going in on that bottom heats. Like I want to be or the first few heats. You want to be going in the last heats from the get-go. So um so a little stressful waiting on on those because I knew four where which I felt I did everything well um in that, especially when it came to like timing off the rower. I know a lot of that was becoming an issue. People were kind of getting off a little early. Or people weren't able to see their monitors. Like I was pretty proud that my setup. I made sure everything was checked off um, on four, and luckily I came back and didn't get a penalty, so that was um, happy with that one. So, but now that they're all good, cleared up, good to go, ready to just attack uh, training next week. So. so,
0: so I've talked to a full handful of athletes this week, and you and Amanda Barnhart are the only two that have all five validated. Really, th- at last I knew.
1: Oh, a lot of the
0: others at the other athletes have one hanging out.
1: Um, I guess I'm pretty lucky then I'll uh, take it because yeah, whether you like I said, probably a lot of the guy people you talk to are pretty confident that their scores will be, won't be dramatically changed where it knocks them out, but it's still not, it's still stressful. It's still things that it's like, it's out of your control at this point. So, um, it doesn't help just knowing that the thing's still lingering around, just waiting for it to get finalized. So, um, well, I'm very happy and fortunate, I guess, that mine are all good to go. So,
0: so we we talked the whole way through this thing. Um, you find out that you are 12th in the West. Is that, is that still where you're sitting?
1: Uh, I think about there, 12th, 13th, one of those. It's kind of obviously it's moving around because people ahead are bopping here and there. So, But yeah, about there. And
0: uh, looking back on the weekend... You happy with how you approached it, how you attacked it, all of those things?
1: Um, <clears throat> like overall, yes, happy with it. Um, there was a few times in the workouts where you know I had to, I had to take a shot, and you know at the very end of the workout, like for the the handstand pushup one, say for the first workout, just had to like kind of go for it that last set, and just. Didn't have enough in the tank to push it out, added another 20, 30 seconds to my time. Like, obviously, you play the woulda, coulda, shoulda. Oh, if I would have hit that last one, where would I be at? A few of those things, you know, which it happens. And you try to limit it best you can. But sometimes that is the name of the game. You have to go for it, and you're not always going to get it. Um, but happy for the most part, like two and four are my best ones, you know, you know the engine type of just go, go, go workouts. So, you know, got to capitalize on the ones you're good at. Um, The last rope climb one, I found, I just got to work on my efficiency. Like I'm pretty, and I think, like, it's not like my rope climbs are terrible. Still pretty good at them, but I think like seeing people that shouldn't be beating me. i like, I think everybody relatively got to the rope at the same time, pretty darn close. And so it was just a matter of how efficient can you be on the rope climbs people that, shouldn't be beating me on that, like that. I know I'm fitter are beating me. And I think that just comes down to me and I'll talk efficiency on them. Um, especially on the back half, you know, the first four or five, you feel pretty good. Well, I'd say four or five were started at least hitting it for me on that fifth real climb. But the first, you know, four, you're like, oh, I'm feeling good, feeling good. And then it just hits like a brick tent or like a, yeah, like a brick house. Um, If your efficiency is just not, not there. So uh overall happy, some highs. Um, especially learning the the crossovers i don't think and we did touch on that story last time but hands like super fortunate that abigail came with me she wasn't even going to come down to regionals or with quarterfinals with me she had was going to work and then in the background she was slyly doing her little devious maneuvering to get out of work to um not get out of work but she made it or she wanted to come and obviously her being there always makes it better for me um just always my safe place when she's around but her being there, like I probably most likely would not have gotten the proper jump rope to do it. Um, and I would have probably just tried to fight through with a normal speed rope and definitely like, who knows what happens. Obviously I don't get the score that I do, but so, um, I don't know, something like, I feel like a lot of things, like that was a big, that was my best workout I think too. So like big, a big, um, part and how well i did was just her being there and her being willing to just go run to target real quick go get the rope and come back right before we started um so very grateful and happy that she came um because it definitely had like an objective effect on the weekend so um but yeah happy happy to get over the things i can improve on and work on which that's what we got these two months for um i don't know ready to go pretty excited to hit in the semi-finals training which I think on top of it is also a win for me because I'll be, I'll be kind of honest. I don't know the last time I've been like truly excited for training. And so it's kind of, I think all this, the work I've done uh, with like my therapist and just all the little things I've been trying to work on when it comes to approaching workouts and just all your, your pre um, workout routines and just getting in that mind that's, That mindset um, to excel the best that you can, I think, has been working and paying off. And so, so not gonna lie, first time for a long time, kind of excited to get ramped up into training and see what we can go do.
0: Okay. So, I have two paths I wanna go down here. So, we'll have to go forward on one and then come back and catch this. First, when we talk to you during the Open, right there were moments where like the pull up bar height on event 2 um that you were just like well whatever i can i don't have time to move this to that and i'm just going to get through it then i talked to you at quarterfinals um and l was in the background saying that you need to practice how you're going to play and it seemed like all those little things that kind of got you during the open were eliminated when you went down to Louisiana for quarters, how much of that is attributed to L and Abigail? <clears throat>
1: well, yeah, I'm not, I would say a significant amount of that is, is, uh, is in part, I think, I think, and I don't want to dwell on this too much. Cause I don't want to like have my brain go back to those thoughts processes, but like, right when the open was around, it just, there was like this fear inside of me, just thinking like I had to repeat what I did last year. And like, it was sometimes it was like easier for me just to say, I don't know, it was better. Like, it was easier for me just like, oh, well, like, let's not adjust the pull up bar. Like, it was kind of giving me an out to be like, you don't have to get second again. Um, and I think once so- the open, yeah,
0: let me let me stop you. One for and maybe I can put this into perspective, because I know you don't want to go back to this place. So I'm going to try to sum it up. Yeah, Matt Fraser said, in the two years prior to him winning the games, he didn't change his diet. He did things the way he'd always done, and it left him a built-in excuse if he failed.
1: Yeah, is and that
0: is that kind of the same thing? I you're yeah,
1: saying? I would I would agree. Yeah, and you know as. I guess what's the word like ashamed? I don't want to say shame, but you know, as shame ducky like says to admit that, like yeah, it's probably where my head was at back then or it was where my head was at. And I think once open, the open was over, and I knew like it was like a fresh slate like, okay, now it's, I don't know, like I that part was over. I didn't have to repeat what I did. It's over. It's in the back, it's in the rearview mirror. Now I can like freely just go for it and just do my ability not have the fear of you know, quote unquote failing. Um, and like I said, there's still work to be done. Cause I probably shouldn't have that mindset at all, but it just is what it is. That's what it was back then. And I'm happy that's not it anymore. Cause I was able to prove that that's not the case, um, this past week. So I'm just going to L- keep yes, on that train. I go stay on that train. I
0: I go to therapy once a month and I'm not even an elite athlete. The mind plays funny tricks on you. And this, that stuff happens, right? Yeah. yeah. What I will say is the Matt I talked to during the open and the Matt I talked to during quarterfinals were two very different people. There was a brightness to you in at quarterfinals. And I don't know if Abigail got to play a bigger role because she wasn't working at the time. And I know you've always said, even the first time I ever talked to you way back when, that she is your safe space. Like she is the love of your life. You guys are meant to be together and that the two of you just have this symbiotic relationship. Right. And I don't know if it's that, or if L being right there who seems, I don't know L very well, but he seems like this very positive person that helps keep the negativity out of your head.
1: Yes. Yes. <clears throat> like yes and yes. Um, I would definitely agree. Like I think having I think L just always there him being there. And this was the first time that was like we've done this. Like obviously we've been to like Wadapalooza like, two years ago and then semis last year together. But this was kinda like honestly the longest stint we've been together. Um, and like obviously attacking the weekend together or a longer weekend. Um, but like he's always there to help keep me keep the mindset in check and not like in a aggressive like you know, like old, you know, high school coach yelling in your face way. It's just like I say, hey, that's probably not the mindset you want. This is the mindset that we need um, when it comes to, like I said, we talked about attacking each one of those workouts as if there was game time, like as if that's when it mattered. And which I don't think that wasn't so much the issue. It was the issue of, you know, nobody wants to redo the workouts, right? Like redoing them just isn't ideal. But I think, hey, it was there checking – Having checking me to be like, hey, if you need to be in a mental space to if you have to redo these, you're ready to redo them and do better. And we'll have we redid two of them. Um, so more so on that, I think he's always there to help quote unquote check me, keep me in check, or at least my mindset, make sure it's in the right spot. Um, of like that winner's mentality, and then Abigail's always there on the actual like you know, like tri- like actual therapy type side of things. Cause that's what she, she is. That's what she does. You gone to school for, for eight years. Like she's more like on the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like the professional actual like side of things, scholastic type went to school for it. So she's like, um, and I get the best of both worlds, one from a sports side of things and one from like an actual being um, humanitarian human humanity humanitarian uh whatever the word would be type of side if that makes sense so um i don't know yeah. i enjoyed it and, and I, I think knew. and and
0: i think in a way like none of us husbands want our wives to be our therapist right no but but abigail probably understands you to a point that if you drift into this frame of thinking she can point that out to you yeah. and say hey come back here
1: yeah, no, absolutely. And that's in no way and she no way is she like my actual trying to explain that. It? Like it's not in a bad way. Like she obviously knows what she right. like, thinks, but we also agree, like we've like I go see sports therapists, but also we go see a therapist together because you can't. Like, and that's I think any other therapist will tell you, you can't be your own relationships therapist like, and whatnot. But she has like I said, she does have, like I said, her tool belt of things is very helpful for, to me sometimes because, um, knowledgeable and uh, passionate of actually what she does and what she, uh, yeah, what she does. So.
0: So the other path I wanted to go down is you you're excited to train again. When we first jumped the first episode of this follow you through the season, there was this, I work out alone all the time. Sometimes it's a drag. Sometimes I don't want to get up and go, you know, and I, and I go through it, but it's not necessarily the best workout or the best training I could get. Now you're like recharged and ready to go. Did you put enough small wins together over this weekend for that? Or did you see something new in your potential moving forward? What is it that lit that wick?
1: Mm. I think it's it's a bit of obviously having the weekend pan out and seeing my performances and where they stack up and knowing that, okay, like just re I don't know. It's always nice to reassure that, okay, this is where you're meant to be or like you are one of the top in the world and like it's not just something you have to tell yourself. Like it's, it's nice to look at the leaderboard and then get reassured of that. Um, that has helped. And I think also... I think knowing my performances this past week and still knowing that like I like I just, I still have more to like, there's, I still have more to tap into. Like I'm still like, I was ready to attack for the quarterfinals, but like I got, I don't know. I got more that that um, that's kind of making me more excited. Like, Oh, like once we like, let's get two months behind our belt of like intentional grinding away and knowing that, our best is good enough and just kind of building on that confidence. And I'm like, first prime in a while, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go smash some scores and I'm ready to go tack some workouts. I'm ready to go. I don't know. I'm just ready. Like, so I think it's a combination of, yeah, stacking those wins, but knowing that like, Hey, we're still not even at our best and we're still able to do these types of performances. And, um, it's, I'm excited. And so I think that's why I am uh, excited to start new sem- finals training. So,
0: so last night I talked to Logan Ewing and he had to, he had to change his approach to quarterfinals because in the past he'd always looked at the weekend as a whole. And like during workout one, he would say, I need to save myself for workout four, because that's where I can make my move. And this year he, he abandoned that altogether because it was too much. It was just too much overthinking. And he looked at each workout individually and didn't even look ahead to what was coming. Like do this workout to the best of your ability. Cause you are fit enough and you are strong enough to do this. Then get that one out of the way, move to the next one and focus on just that workout and do it to the best of your ability. In your thought process, I get in our discussions I get the, the the indication that maybe you look at the weekend as a whole and you know where your strengths and weaknesses are and you try to attack and damage control where you need to. Have you ever thought about the other process that like Logan switched to?
1: Yeah no I just bring that up that's 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 kind of funny. So I think, it's not so much like, oh, I look at the whole weekend. I know that, oh, these two workouts I need to capitalize on. Like in a way, yes, I know that. And I think you need to know that any yeah, app, you need to know, you need to keep your strengths, your strengths. Um, but I found myself kind of what he was saying is like, I wouldn't say cons- conserving energy for the next workouts to come, but it was more of like my mindset. Like I was giving my mind to the other workouts. So, um, sorry, so- but like so we did how the weekend went I went workout three first the clean and jerk one on Thursday and then we did the AM, this 12 minute amrap the double dutch one but I, so I found myself like thinking a lot on the double just like the jump rope like I'm thinking about the second workout when I hadn't even done the first workout and so it's not I wasn't it wasn't so much oh I'm saving my energy for it it was I'm putting on my mental energy for the second one which I haven't even done this first one yet which is one I need to do well on because it's not quote unquote, one of my strengths. And um, I think I had good practice and I was proud of myself of like catching myself and then being like, okay, no, it's like, don't worry about that. We got to worry about this one first. We got to put all our energy at this one or, but in general, the theme of it is every workout at a time, like this workout and then the next workout. And, um, and I remember it was like a handful of while ago. It was one of old Josh Bridges YouTube videos he had, but he he brought up something like that, right? Like that it could be so overwhelming to, you know, look at your day of training as a whole, right? If you're training for semis or for the games and just be overwhelmed to be like, oh gosh, I have so much more to do rather than, you know, breaking it in being quote unquote, be where your feet are and just do one piece or one session at a time and just focus on where you, what you are doing now, and then just check the list or check the box off and then go to the next, check the box off. And then before you know it, okay, the weekend's over quarterfinals are over and you didn't waste any of your energy, mental energy on the woulda coulda should shouldas of something that you haven't even done yet. Um, so like kudos for him for realizing that. And I, I I could relate to what he was saying. Cause I think I found myself doing like a similar thing this weekend of just kind of catching myself and just yeah not like I said it's not all about even giving like I so said his sounded like and like I'm misquoting him but like giving up his physical energy like me on my side was I'm not trying to give my mental energy away um to things to the next event that's not even there yet so yeah
0: I don't even think it was giving up his physical it was about that each workout is hard in its own right and needs its sole focus
1: yeah, and absolutely. if you
0: are not solely focused on that one workout, it's going to come up and bite you. Yep, and you you can't lend any mental, physical, or anything to the other workout until you're done with this one. And my follow up to him is was that as we move forward in this season, right? He's going on to semis just like you. Now you're going to know all the workouts before you get there because they're going to be all the same workouts for everybody. You're going to have weeks almost probably to prepare. Then how do you compartmentalize all those workouts? So just like every coach says in their cliche speech that you take it one game at a time. Yeah. One play at a time, one workout at a time.
1: I guess it's uh, some of those cliches are still cliches for a reason. So they hold truth to yeah. Them. Yeah. And so, I, I think, and now I think you,
0: semis, you've got that same thing coming.
1: And I think it's a little bit different when it's, you know, obviously what you said, semis to quarters. Cause like right quarters, you kind of get them thrown all at once and the day of, and you got to go. Right. I think some comforting, some, some you can find some comfort in semis of knowing the workouts prematurely or at least most of them. And so like, I say you're testing them out, you're, you're doing intervals of them just to kind of like, to also prepare yourself, but like you, you get to run through it and be like, okay, this is what most likely I'm going to expect here and here and here. Um Which I think there's more comfort in that than, you know, quarter. It's not like we're testing these quarterfinal workouts. We're just seeing them, hitting them and going, which if your plan is go to the games, like you should, well, like it shouldn't be an issue. You shouldn't have to do that. You should just hit these once, most twice. If you know, you had to mess up here, but once again it shouldn't be too big of a deal to to move on to the next stage and to to maximize your oppor- your, your workouts just one on your one your one go around so
0: so let's move on to semis you're going to be in Pasadena in 2 months what do the next 2 months look like for you is this where everything gets dialed down even another notch what, what does a typical day look like coming up?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, this is going to be the first time I'm attacking semis and, you know, not having to go into UPS and, you know, manage a whole shift. Like this is the first time where, you know, theoretically I have sunrise to sundown, um, to put into my training. I'm, I'm setting like I said, this, you know, this whole week's kind of been a deloadish week, you know, just resting up, just kind of getting prepared to, you know, go and get into the into the trenches for the next few months, um. So I've kind of you know I've I've indulged a little bit here and there. Like I've had I've had some French toast the past two days in a row, and before this podcast, I I made some more. So you know, but telling myself you know once was day, was
0: it made with your homemade sourdough?
1: Not the sourdough. So I made um olive all, all bread. So um, stupid good. Um, so still homemade, still made from the heart. But um, I tell myself, yep, probably you're not going to be really <laughs> enjoy it now for this week because once hidden next week, we're, we are we got to we're dialing it all in when it comes to obviously working out, time management, nutrition, um, and all the above. So you know you need those times, you need, like anything, you need time to decompress and kind of get ready to go to war a little bit. Um, but yeah, obviously, I'm assuming talking L, like we'll be training more than I was when I was working. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and also it's a new, so it'll be a little bit of a learning curve because, you know, I've never been in the gym for three sessions a day for, uh, you know, being in there for six, eight hours. Like I've been close to that, but not just solely investing all your time into it. Um, and then still having to balance, you know, the, the work, like being a coach myself, and having athletes myself and taking care of them. So uh, it'll be new. It'll be fun, but I'm ready for it.
0: How much of it's going to be simulating kind of a competition day, right? Like I kn- I think if I remember correctly, when you were working, you had to kind of compress your training into a smaller amount of time during the day. Where when you get to semis, there could be a morning workout. There could be a mid-afternoon workout and then an evening workout are you going to do some training in all of those kind of spots during the day to be ready for semis
1: um i think that's just more the sheer like um what's the word i'm looking for but just like the nature of it right like we're not if you have all day to train and work out you are most likely just naturally going to do it as about like, you can't just bust out six hours in a row of just straight intense training. Right. So I think it's, it, it just kind of lends its way to being pretty similar, you know, to how a competition would work of, you know, a morning session, whatever that may be. Yeah. Middle afternoon session, whatever that may be. And then, you know, an afternoon session. And, um and obviously that could vary, you know, maybe you do two just larger ones one day because you're getting ready. So I don't, I don't think it's like, it, it's so much in, intentional and i could totally be wrong but i think it's just more just of just like the sheer nature of just your physiology of just what you can take in and what you can produce out and just having to you know refuel in between um do all the thing body care and all that so uh yeah i don't think there's too much of a learning curve on that um because i think i don't know something that's i found comforting like when it comes to like working out competitions is like, you know what, when it's all said and done, preps all done, it's still who's fitter, you or me. And I are like, I'm going to beat you because I'm fitter. Like it's um, and I've just found comfort in that just kind of like in the end, it's just everything like, yes, we, you stack the needle, move the needle as much as you can, you know, in your training and your off season. But when it's all said and done, it's like, who's, who's fitter, who's better. And let's just go for it.
0: So you mentioned, um, refueling and recovering, like what does, does body work change? Does, do you get a lot more of that recovery stuff in now? Because this is where you have to like be the healthiest also kind of getting into the, the peak of the season. True. That's a good point.
1: Um, so yeah, compared to back when I was, yeah, working, um, yeah, it didn't have so much the time that I probably should have put into it. Like, right, it was wake up, work out, get your working out in and then go run to work and then run back and work out for another few more hours. And then, you know, it's 8.30 at night. It's like, oh, it's really hard for me to kind of want to stretch for another 30 minutes when I just want to go home and I got to do all over again. So love, definitely have more time on that. Uh, and once again, I've been working on, I've been working on being intentional with it because you know, sometimes it's like you're done working out and you're just tired and you just want to go home and eat. And it's like, oh no, I don't know, probably need to work on my body um before I go home. So I think it's it's like more of like a mental I don't want to say battle, but just like it's just it's different of having to like say, hey, this is why you left so you could do these things because this is what you weren't able to do before. Um, so capitalize on them and get the most out of them now. Uh but yeah, more like you said, well, you had a good point too. is like it's not obviously training really hard, but you got to be able to not have any injuries. And I know we've talked about, I think, before in the podcast, like I think every single time, like right at the week or two before like a competition, whether it was semis last year or Wadapalooza this year, like it was, I'm feeling really good in training. And then all of a sudden, just some random tweak happens the week before that had nothing to do really with even training and then now you're sitting there like well this sucks like I didn't I came and going 100%. So that's something I got to honestly probably put a little note in my truck or something just knowing that we need we're going to go in with no little aches or pinches or pains this time like we're going to finally go in feeling the body
0: 100%. So we talked um over quarters of the weekend that that you are the CrossFit Baker <laughs> um, and that you, you cook your sourdough a couple loaves every week. What is, and we're just finishing up the interview now with just some fun stuff. Uh, what is the best thing that
1: you bake? So, hmm, good question. Cause I don't venture too much off of my sourdough. Um, mainly because you know, traditional baking probably isn't the stuff you want to be fueling your body with. Um, Best thing I bake like, um, well, I know. So I made the, okay. So it's spelled C H a L L a Challah, but I think it's pronounced challah bread, but um, and like, so I could come off very ignorant right there, but that's what also I've dabbled with a little bit. It's like this kind of Swedish kind of Jewish bread. And that's what I made my French toast with yesterday and today. Um, And it's, pretty darn good um so i'll have to somehow make some of that and bring it to i'll probably most likely bring sourdough with me to um to pasadena because i can't always just travel i always kind of travel with some bread because i'll need it for the week um i can tell you i make a mean freaking steak though like so i'm the cooker i'm the chef in the family like i make all of our food um which i like doing um but like i've once again, I'm a type of person that uh, once I learn or when I when I'm going to do something, I'm going to try to be the best at it or be try to be just well, very well informed. So, like you know, when it came to sourdough, I'm, I'm going to learn how to make this properly or the best methods or the best ingredients, all this. And then when it came to like cooking meats, so steaks or whatever whatnot, not, it's like, oh, I'm going to learn how to do this, you know, like Michelin star chefs kind of do it and whatnot. And so. Um,
0: so are you are you a like iron skillet pan seared steak guy or are you a grill?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Definitely. I'm more of like, you know, cast iron um, searing at both sides. I would definitely want to dabble into like reverse searing with, you know, like a a traditional kind of smoker and whatnot, but it's more, um, it seems like something easy, but it just feels like there's so much, I don't have the time. Like, right. It feels like it's so much effort for me to walk outside and, turn on the grill and wait and cook dinner when it's like, Oh, I can just do this on a pan on a uh, cast iron and I can do it in six minutes. And so I think like those little things add up. So maybe in the future days when um, we're in retirement, I'll absolutely get into that. Cause I definitely want to, but um, yeah, cast iron steak way to go. Like I said, I tell my friends, like, I'm sorry. Once I cook you steak, if you go to a steakhouse, you, it'll be trash for the rest of your life. Like it'll, uh, you go to Cattleman's or you go to Longhorn Steakhouse. It's just, I'm sorry. Like I can do it better. Sometimes I walk in there and I'm like, can I just go use your, can I cook my own steak real quick? Cause like, I don't trust you guys. I know what I'm doing. So I have so a you're that friend. for.
0: So What's that? you're telling me in Pasadena, I need to either get like a suite with a full kitchen um, and or a hotel with an outdoor grill. So we can hang out and do our interview while you're making a steak.
1: I can, we can do it all. I can have, yeah, the bread. Well, the bread would be probably me pre-made. don't have time to make it there, but I'll cook us up some steaks for sure. I always, I always stay in a B and B or something with the kitchen. Like you have to at least, well, I don't have to, but for me, it's just easier. I see some people still st- like athletes top. They stay in hotels and I'm like, man, how do you guys do that? Because like, I just, I don't know. I just can't physically. I need, I need to cook. I need to cook and all that. And then I look at it and like, oh, all you guys actually have sponsors. So it makes sense. You guys get your food free. I don't, I got to go cook it and, <laughs> and make it. But, um, but yeah, I always make sure I'm in a BNB or somewhere with the kitchen. Um, cause it's more, more comforting. I don't know. I think the more you can get your environment more like a, just where you're comfortable, you know, a home or your home that, um, there's benefit in that and all those little things.
0: Yeah, we always try to get like into a suites, you know, like Embassy Suites or whatever that has the full kitchen or mm. an Airbnb. Yeah, um, absolutely. Actually, yep. what Wadap- a was the greatest setup ever. Really. I don't know how we lucked into that that place. But damn, I'll never stay anywhere else. Was than it a, in
1: Miami? A suite or would you find a BnB?
0: Oh, it was like a full apartment, like two bedroom, two bath apartment cat um, and i were down there so we each had like half the apartment to ourselves and then it had like a communal kitchen dining room and living room um money. and like a nice balcony overlooking the bay
1: really yeah, that's sweet <clears throat> that is sweet yeah
0: it was uh that was definitely money uh craig pasley says hi giving you the wave Mm, I didn't um, see his
1: comment pump up. I didn't see that on the bottom.
0: I didn't pop it up. I can pop it oh, for you though. Don't I
1: didn't either. know you. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Cool. That's the whole other thing. Besides, so I don't understand. I, did, I thought those just automatically came up, and I didn't know you had to had to, to do that. No, it's whole all podcast. me, man. It's all the magic. There you go. Hey, it is the magic, honestly.
0: Um. Well, gosh, man. Now my mouth is watering, and I want to get to Pasadena tomorrow.
1: But I'll just forget those ribeyes ready. Some celebratory ribeyes when we're yeah after our games. If you, it you make it
0: to the games, man.
1: Yeah. Damn right. Damn right. Well,
0: cool. Well, Matt, man, this has been fun so far. Uh, the journey is not over. Um, like I like I said to you and Abigail, love to get you guys on to talk about your testimony over the next couple months as we get closer to semis. Um, and I'd like to do that show as well. But with this uh, we'll keep in touch. Uh, I'm sure over the next couple months, if something pops up, we'll bring you back on. Um, if not, I will see you in Pasadena for sure. Um, and watch you kill it out there on the floor, man.
1: Yeah, man. I'm excited. And that'll be fun. It'll, uh, I'm excited to see what CrossFit does, how the whole of the event was ran. I've never been in a 60 person comp, so, um, will be kind of,
0: well, the, ru- you know. the rumors floating are 15 person heats.
1: Okay. That's what I think Ashley, um, McMains, she's like my, she's like my undercover, just CrossFit info person. Like she just somehow knows all of the things that are coming up or what's in the grapevine and whatnot. So she's always texting me and Abigail, she's like, Oh, this is what I'm hearing. Or like, this is what, uh, somehow she knew what, uh, like Vellner got on the last work or one of the workouts. And so she like texted me before, Hey, this is what Velner got in this workout. You need to beat this. So I'm like, all right, cool. But, uh, So yeah, she, 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 it is amazing.
0: It is amazing when you earn people's trusts, what they'll share with you. Yeah, true. I have to keep such tight lips (laughs) over what I know. It's crazy, but yeah, yeah, the, the 15 person heats, I cannot confirm. I have Mm -hmm. no definite confirmation on that.
1: It's just what I'm hearing. I would like, yeah, I would assume it would have to be like, I was assuming bigger heats anyways. There's no way you're running six heats of 10. Like that's that's all day long. Like I was a figuring, I was thinking maybe something like 20, right? We do 20 at a kind of water blusa. They do 20 at the games, but I remember you saying that how, like, it's just the pain to try to, you can't, you don't know what's going on. Like you can't focus in on the people you want to too many. So, so not that this is what this is about. And
0: Logan and I kind of got into this last night is this is the opportunity for CrossFit to blow up. If they treat these semifinals like they should be treated, they should be sold out. The place should be stacked, packed, and um, and they should put on a show that grows this sport with those with those opportunities. BKG was on another show saying that this is this year is the biggest competition that Europe will ever have seen in CrossFit because you have every elite European athlete at one in place. one competition, in one place at one time, and it is going to blow up. Like they're almost looking at that as big as the games to them because winning Europe is going to mean something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And guess, if CrossFit
0: yeah. does that for the North American regionals as well, where, cause you have s- like you look at some of these lineups, it is murderers row.
1: You know, and- every, right? the stigma was that like, you know, the East is stacked and the West is, you know, not as stacked. I'm, I'm looking out of rosters. I'm like, what do you talk about? Like we could, we're both, they're both stacked, man. Like you, you think, cause you think one person's in this region, but then, Oh, they're actually over here because you know, that's where they actually live. And I look at it more. I'm like, it's, Hey, it's gonna be hard no matter where you're at, but like they're all stacked. Like, come on now, the sports. Freaking- you go to
0: the you go to the West Regional. It's as close as you will ever be to Justin Medeiros, Pat Vellner, Brent Fikowski, Matt Poulin, Nick Matthew, Sam Quant, all yeah. these great athletes, right? Because the secure the not the security. I don't want to say it like that. It's just a more intimate feel than in the
1: games. Do you know where? It's like the place that it's low. The semis are at. Have they? I I didn't I haven't looked into it. I just know it's in Pasadena. But Pasadena has it been somewhere where like CrossFit's done events before, or is this totally new?
0: Both are totally new.
1: Okay. What is? Is it a state? It's like some form of arena, stadium. I don't know if you know. I, I can always do I my don't. research too.
0: I, just didn't. I don't. I think it's an arena um from what i'm understanding Maybe, but hey, i don't know pasadena
1: they rented out the rose bowl and we're doing it in the rose bowl we're <laughs> it is it is not it the out. rose bowl 70, i can confirm 80, it's not the rose bowl watching crossfit
0: <laughs> that would be a horrible experience for the fans <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah up in the nose who's, who's, like who's I that just... little
0: mini guy exactly who's that I,
1: little but hey what's the difference between that and football though right still probably like if they're still so small football that, you
0: football you see the whole play move and really yeah. knowing who the one person that catches it is not that important just that they did and they scored yeah. where in crossfit it's you at you want to know who is who
1: in the True. lanes sure it's individual sport individualized yeah that's so definitely but but i'll look into that we'll see where, where it's at Cause i was surprised it wasn't like in right these two the old regionals in san diego right that one spot like that's before my time, but I know that's where they did it. So I'm surprised they didn't go back there for the US some history. Yeah. But.
0: I think it was scheduling. They had the dates firm and had to go with places that were mm. open on those dates. Yeah, that's, I'll, that's I'll another rumor. That,
1: I cannot verify that. So we're going to, have to find out where exactly it's at. It has to be something that accommodates, like I said, a yeah. good stage. Like Actually, now that you
0: com- say that tonight, I will look it up. I'll look up the, the arenas and get, I'm sure there's pictures and seating charts and I know
1: Pasadena. I know if It's like a, one of those stuff. small universities there or something. I don't know what, I think it's a
0: civic center hmm. and may, maybe that's the Orlando one. I don't know. I know one
1: of them is a civic center. Okay. Well, yeah. We got some homework to do. So. not the biggest of deal, yep. but it'd be interesting to know, gives an idea how things are set up. Sure. will. all
0: right, Matt, well, you have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy that french toast while you can and next week get after that training man absolutely absolutely we'll talk soon yes sir bye bye brother